Hello and welcome to my Xbox and me episode 172. I am one of your hosts MC Fixer, also known as Corey, alongside Gatorade's Get High Moments himself, Snow Bike Mike. How you doing Snow Bike Mike? I'm feeling good, Fix. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours and all of the viewers out there. Uh, I'm feeling good. I'm looking good. Surviving another blizzard. 120 inches of snow in about 15 days. So it's been mayhem up here. Your boy can't catch a break out here, can you? Let's be honest. Like, you're meant to do kind of funny uh, games, no, daily. Kind of funny games daily. Um, and then you've got snowed in. You, you, but to be fair to you, I've got to give you respect. As much as I respect you anyway. You know I love you. I love your face. I love everything about you. I love the hustle. But you actually was like, fuck it, I'm going for it, bro. Like, I know for real, well <laughs> I'm going to get to a certain point. They're going to be like, uh, Nah, but you were like, no, nah, I'm going for it. Like, forget this. If I get if I get stuck, who cares? So, how was that? Obviously, obviously, you're disappointed because you didn't get to go do it. Um, and then you got invited back again, and you couldn't get out there again. And now that Cheeks Junior just robbed you of your position. How you how you feeling about that? Oh, you know, I'm happy to see <laughs> Cheeks Junior go out there and shine. His episode will be out live in about 15 minutes of our recording. But man, it was mayhem. You know, we left at. 12 o'clock in the afternoon, we drove a total of nine miles in seven hours. No. It was now 7 p.m. pitch black outside, and we arrived at the base of the Summit Pass. And that was the moment where it was like, are we going to gun this? Are we going to try it? We had been looking at the webcams. We had been calling people. People have been telling us, don't go, don't go. Yeah. We were telling them we're going to do it. We're going to lose our minds. And yeah. uh, right as we were ready to gun it, they turned us all around. If you can imagine it's now a mass exodus to take a U-turn. So there's yeah. like a thousand cars in front of us. It took us another hour and a half to get home. So we were stuck in that car for eight and a half hours <sighs> just traveling, which would normally take a 20-minute drive to go across town on a good day. And we could have made it back to San Francisco there and back in the same time that we sat in the car just here in Lake Tahoe. So, you know, very disappointing. But there was always one thing on my mind. I said, you know what, if I can't do kind of funny games daily – there's the My Xbox and Me oh, podcast. Oh, I cannot wait to talk of about course. games here with this crew. Um, yeah, no, dude. Obviously, proud of you still. Just the fact that you were willing to go out there and hustle and go and try it. Even with... <laughs> you shouldn't have tried, but the fact that you did. That sounds sound like I would do. Like, I don't care. This is the opportunity that I want. This is what I need. I'm going for it. But uh, this is our weekly Xbox podcast. You can get it early over on patreon.com slash mcfixer. Uh, also, go subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash mcfixer and YouTube.com slash snowbikemike. Remember, you can find this podcast on all podcasting services wherever you please itunes soundcloud google play and spotify and the show goes live every friday for non-patrons uh community game night is back of course like we said last month was halo this month was gonna be crackdown free but it's no longer crackdown free why because crackdown free is multiplayer you cannot invite your friends so we'll talk about a little bit like about that a bit later on in the show we'll get to that um so there's a conversation right now to be had with the community. What do you guys want? I'd love emails uh, from the gamers at gmail. Uh, wrong podcast. My Xbox and me uh, podcast at gmail.com. Sorry. Um, let me know what you'd like to see. I've had some people say Apex. I'm like, Apex is cool, but it's only three players. So unless we all get in a party together and then we're communicating and it's that crazy mess that we did beforehand, I'm down for that and that sounds cool, but we'll see. 
we'll see. We could swap and change teams around and stuff like that, but we'll see. Um, this this week, Mike, we're doing a little bit different. Usually, we go into what we've been playing. What I've decided for the show, just to change it up a little bit, is what we're going to do from the start is we're going to start with topic of the show from now on after we get through the rigmarole. Then we'll go into what we've been playing. Then we'll get to Patreon producer news, emails, and plugs. So let's start off with topic of the show this week. Mike, I have played... And I have finished and I have reviewed Crackdown 3. If you want to see my full review, it is up on youtube.com slash mcfixer. Uh, you can see all of my thoughts and everything else. But I thought this would be the perfect time for you, Mike, someone who was looking forward to the game, to uh, hear my thoughts, obviously, and ask any questions that you may have about the game. Woo! I am now super excited for this episode. As you guys know, I can't wait to get my hands on Crackdown 3. I should be able to play it late this evening mm -hmm. into tomorrow, so I'll get my impressions on it for next week's episode. Nice. But really, I have so many things going on in my mind, so I might as well let you kick us off, and then I'll ask questions cool. while you give me some yeah. of the information that you liked. That sounds good, yeah. Uh, so Crackdown 3, uh, first of all, thank you to Microsoft uh, for providing me with a code for the game. It's the first time that we've been acknowledged by Microsoft Um in the four years, three years we've been doing my Xbox and me now. Um, so obviously that on its own is a huge milestone. Um, and I hope that our relationship going forward can keep blossoming um, like it has with other companies that we've worked with, uh, PR companies and stuff. But Crackdown 3. Crackdown 3 is an interesting game, Mike. It's an interesting game. Um, I said in my review that Crackdown 3 is a really fun game. Um in very, 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 very small doses. Um, it becomes very formulaic and very stagnant and boring and non-substantial very quickly, in my opinion. Uh, it has everything that you're hoping for if you're a Crackdown fan. It has the, the obviously, the orbs and the, the guns and blowing stuff up and the, and the, the humour that didn't really click with me per se the story is pretty non-existent um none of the characters are really built up and fleshed out and it's just a game that i think was built in such a different time and just doesn't fit in 2019 uh, i love the fact that it's fun and it's that that craziness, and it's it's run around, dash, shoot, bang, boom, da 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 da. da. That's all well and good, but that's the underlayer. That's the gameplay. Dashing, shooting, driving your your agent's car, whatever it is you're doing, that is all fun. That is all fun. The gameplay is fun, but what you have to do when with that gameplay is then elevate it into what we're actually doing in the gameplay to be fun too. And that's where Crackdown for me falls apart. Um, there are nine different agent, uh, nine nine different targets that you have to take down. And what you do is each target has their own mission type. And what you do as you're taking down these mission types, you're gaining more intel on these uh, uh, agent, not agents, sorry, uh, targets. And once you get to a certain percent, you can then go and take them down. Obviously, the more you do, the easier they will be, the less I'm assuming. I, I went for 100% on most of them anyway, um, or survival rate, because what happens if you go over their name, it comes up with a survival rate of the chances you're going to survive. So you do that, and like I say, each target has their own mission type. And that sounds cool on paper, but all of the mission types are very, very, very samey. All of the mission types are very, very boring. They are go here, blow this up, boom, 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 dash, 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 bang, bang, bang. 
On to the next one. Boom, boom, boom. Dash, dash, dash. Bang, bang, bang. And that is it. It is the gameplay is rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And unfortunately, this game is getting absolutely smacked uh, critically uh, across the board. If you look at IGN, gave it a five, and that's pretty much where people are at. Um, I don't do scored reviews due to the fact that I'd rather have a dialogue with people, explain how I played the game, what I did in the game, why I did this, why I did that. Um, and so I don't have to score it, thankfully. And like, if you listen to my full review on my YouTube channel, you'll get the full in-depth. I'm sort of healing everywhere right now. Um, and the biggest mistake this game does for me is adding Terry Crews to it. Because what that did to me was adding Terry Crews to this game elevated it to a point where I was like, oh my God, we're going to get these really cool cutscenes with Terry Crews and we're going to get this and we're going to get that. And you don't get any of it. You don't get any cool cutscenes with Terry Crews except for the first one. He is literally just a slapped on character in this game that has some dialogue. I don't think... I hate to say this, but I don't think any of his dialogue's actually that good. None of it really got me laughing or feeling something at all. Like, he's interviewing the Inside Xbox event. That was amazing, and it was touching, and it was funny, and it was cool. And the opening cutscene's cool and funny, and they don't build off that at all. So, yeah. Some, some people hate me right now, Mike. Ask some questions. What can I answer for you to try and help out my, non, my, my negativity here? Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's put a little positive spin on that one. You know, it's interesting you bring up Terry Crews. I as well thought he would have elevated this project, yeah. but I think if we also rewind time and we look to the past, I believe he was put on pretty late yep. into this development cycle. So mm -hmm. I don't think it was like built from the ground up Not with him. In my mind, I would have liked to seen a lot of fun cutscenes with his agent, with Terry voicing that. And so to hear you kind of say that, a little disappointing, but I hope maybe some of his one-liners, some of his quips can maybe elevate it from just a generic standpoint to like, hey, that's Terry Crews. I can laugh. I can picture myself as him. Uh, and from what you were giving me the face and the sound, maybe it can't. But I also want to think about like, when we talk about these open world games that have you go to point A, shoot a bunch of people, go to point B, blow something up, yeah. you got to think of games like Just Cause 4. You know, GTA is a little bit different, but in GTA, a lot of these mission types are very same. You go there, you do something, you come back. Does it feel like Just Cause 4 in that sense where you're Rico and he just kind of blows up a tanker and comes back and is done with the mission? I can't I can't talk about Just Cause 4 because I've not played it and I've not played any of the Just Cause games in an extremely long time to even remember them. But how it pretty much sets out is you, you do your first missions, your tutorials, you take down your first target. Then the game opens up and there's a ton of stuff on the map. You're like, oh, this looks really interesting. Um, it doesn't really feel like that, no. It feels like you're just doing... It, the thing is, you compared it to GTA there, right? Which is an open world game where you have mission types and you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, really. But it's in different environments. And the thing with GTA is it has, an, for, in my opinion, has an interesting story that gets you through to a, point A to point B to point A to point B. Crackdown doesn't have any of that. It is literally open cutscene, into the world, tutorial mission, open world, okay, here we go, and there'll be a, a cutscene from the main really bad person um, sprinkled in here and there. Um, you have the, the, the Colonel and um, Echo in your ears the whole time. They become, they're trying to 
bring you more of this world and what's going on and stuff like that. But after a while, they start repeating themselves, which then becomes annoying. I don't think either of the characters are funny. And they're just, they're just there talking. Like, if you stand still for too long, like, literally, I put my control down for two seconds. And they're in your ear just constantly like, hey, the world's not going to save itself. And I must have heard that point over, like, 20 or 30 times that same line because i put the controller down for two seconds like literally it's just little things and like you were saying at the start there which is the missions the missions is which what makes this game for me it the the the, the poor experience which it is the main missions not interesting the side missions which are literally driving stunts or um time trials where you're jumping from time trial to time trial to time trial none of it is fun Going around the world is cool, but the world isn't interesting. So, like I say, on a, on a base level of gameplay, which is blowing stuff up, um, you've got 22 different weapons in this game, 11 different gadgets, those are all cool. That part of the game, running around shooting things, blowing it up, dashing and gliding through and whatever, 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 and unlocking your abilities as you are, grabbing the orbs, still a ton of fun. That is all cool. But it's everything else beyond that that just doesn't reach levels that you expect in a game in 2019. That's some interesting points there. want to bring up environment and kind of the setting there. You kind of touched on that with GTA, mm -hmm. maybe Just Cause 4, similar to all these open world games that might have the same mission structure. I think of Spider-Man right now as you're talking about that with his kind of follow the uh -huh. drone mechanic for those time uh, trials. Yeah, You know, the setting, we're going to be set in this major <laughs> metropolitan area. Is it day and night cycles? Is there cool graffiti on the walls? Is there some sort of setting that makes you sell this where it's like, hey, that was a cool environment? Or is it all just generic city skyline? No, no. It does have, um, when you take over an outpost or a, a, a whatever it is you're doing, it does, at the end of it, it puts up like the agencies and you have like a picture of Terry Crews come down and stuff like that. Or you've got like a terror, when you do the, uh, the big towers, which you're jumping from point to point to point to point, and then you unlock the tower, which is like a voiceover that the uh, Terra Nova are talking to the uh, civilians. They then turn it into an agent's one, and Terry Crews is doing his lines instead. Like, you see them, and that's that's cool. Um, but again, there are cool environments, yeah. But again, the world just doesn't... I don't know if it was the art style for me, or just the fact that the world isn't what I expect from a game of this generation. I expect deep world building. I expect you're in a car, there's no radio stations. Because you've constantly got the goddamn colonel talking. Or whatever his name is. I forgot his name, I'm not going to lie to you. You've got Echo, she's talking the whole time. That's, that. There's like, there's not... It hasn't got that layer of depth in it that you expect from a game. I do think that people will have fun with this game. That being said, if you go in with the right expectations, which is... I want to play Crackdown. I have not played Crackdown for the last, I think it's eight years or whatever it may be. Um, this game seems interesting. Let me check it out. I have Game Pass. Yes. Go in with those expectations of you're not expecting a story because you're not getting one. You're not expecting Terry Crews to carry this game because he doesn't. You're not expecting um, the world to be amazing and built out because you're not getting that either. You are getting a very generic run around arcade shooter with cool elements very sprinkled in it reminds me of salt i'm sprinkling salt on this which is little tiny particles of fun but the chips are still undercooked so i need to send it back 
That was okay. the weirdest okay. analogy I've ever used in my life. I've got to be honest with you. I was reaching. I got I'm a couple more lie. for you. Let's talk about the orbs. Of course, those are infamous in the Crackdown games. Mm -hmm. You go out, collect orbs. They're your collectibles around the universe. Kind of get some upgrades with that, whether it be your speed, yep. strength, Agility. your jumping ability. Yep. Does that still stay the same? What does that mechanic yep. look like? Do you put orbs into certain areas, or is it just the generic? You get X amount of orbs. We upgrade one part. We upgrade the next part. What does that look like? So, yeah, orbs upgrade all of your abilities. Um, mainly, there's certain orbs with different types of things. So, you've got your agility orbs and stuff like that. Um, you're constantly upgrading your character, yeah? So, you, you start off... There's no sprint button in this game. You can't sprint. You start off quite slow. And as you collect more orbs, you start getting faster. As you collect more orbs, you start jumping higher. As you collect more orbs, you start getting uh, better firepower or... Um, or fire damage and stuff like that. Like, you've got the elemental damages there with your nades and stuff like that. Um, orbs, all orb, collecting orbs is fun in this game. I, I'll be honest with you. I streamed it yesterday uh, after the embargo was up, and I was like, all right, guys, who wants to see some Crackdown 3? And my chat was like, yeah, we want to see it. We've seen you play. I've been playing Far Cry as well, New Dawn, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, and it was like, yeah, we want to see it. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go into my world where I've already finished everything. So there's not any, there was no enemies around. I was like, we're just going to collect orbs. And I sat there for a good hour and a half collecting orbs. And that's fun. It is fun to run around and jump from building to building. Obviously, my character's so beefy now that I'm just literally leaping across this world and dashing. I've got the double dash. Um... So that part of the game is still fun. Like I said, collecting orbs and leveling up your character is enjoyable, but it, it just sort of happens. It doesn't feel... You don't really feel like you're getting any stronger or any better because from the off, once you unlock a gun in this game, you can automatically get it at any point in time. So you can go to your loadout spots, which is your houses, which there are houses everywhere, um, and you can literally pick up a weapon here. And you can once you pick it up, you have it. You can have it at any point. So once you find your... After 22 weapons, once you find the five that you like... Those are the ones you kind of stick with because those are the ones that are working. I used the uh, the Voltex gun once I got that, which was the Oblivion, which was absolutely crazy. It just creates a big wormhole sort of thing, sucks everything in and just explodes. Takes a ton of time to reload, but does a hell of a lot of damage. So I started using that once I got that. I had the homing rocket launcher, which was just me jumping up, dashing through the world, exploding things the whole time. And then I used the uh, Omni rifle, which is like your sniper rifle to get characters kind of high up in different areas that maybe your rocket launcher won't uh, have or you run out of ammo um, but once i had those items i really didn't go back to find out about the other guns really apart from for when i wanted to like obviously i was reviewing the game so i wanted to try out everything that i could um but yeah it's just it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me yeah okay well the final two of course is were you able to try it out co-op mode? Would that have elevated your experience with somebody else playing that with you, maybe in your ear, no. laughing, doing dumb and crazy things? And then, of course, tell me about Wrecking Zone. Did you check out that multiplayer aspect of it? Okay, so we'll start with Wrecking Zone. Uh, I have not had a chance to play Wrecking Zone. Codes were given out extremely late. Um, so we got the campaign given to us separate from Wrecking Zone. I got Wrecking Zone yesterday. Um 
so and then i didn't have obviously i didn't have time to play it or review it because i was playing and reviewing other things we've got metro exodus and we've got far cry new dawn um which i'm still embargoed on metro exodus but i can talk about far cry new dawn um so i haven't had a chance to play uh wrecking zone yet um i do have all intentions of playing it so hopefully i get to play it this week but anthem drops so who knows if I actually even get to it, especially now that I've, it's left this bad taste in my mouth, Crackdown 3, unfortunately. Um, and to answer the second question, which was, um, repeat it for me. <laughs> co-op. Would co-op, thank you. Yes. elevated this game That's it. for you? Um, not, I didn't get to play co-op, um, and no, it wouldn't have. <laughs> Crackdown 3 to me is still a bad game um in its well and stuff like that and having you even you with me and i'm sure we would have had more fun but it doesn't change the fact that the world is empty it doesn't change the fact that the world is bland it doesn't change the fact that the world is boring it doesn't change the fact that there is no story really there it doesn't change the fact that the mission types are samey it doesn't change the fact that the characters are non-existent apart from shells it doesn't change the fact that terry cruz isn't given any lines to really influence this game if co-op i'm sure me and you would have had a little bit of fun destroying things and being a little bit more crazy but no it wouldn't it really wouldn't have dramatically changed my experience with the game it still would have been cracked down free unfortunately oh well very interesting insights definitely excited to check out your review today when i can because i'll get my hands on it over the weekend with everybody else i think this still will be a good Hey, here's some sweet, fun candy game that you can play on your Xbox Game Pass. How will this affect the future is definitely what I start thinking of right now. Will we see another Crackdown here? Will people bash Crackdown 3 as a first-party Microsoft game? Not looking at it as maybe more of a mid-tier game. This isn't a giant first-party game that should be showcased everywhere. It's Crackdown 3. This is like that middle ground of like, hey, you're just having fun. We can put this out with kind of minimal effort, minimal payroll on this one, as opposed to something so giant. So it's definitely interesting to see what the narrative will be for me after this game comes out, what everybody will say about Microsoft and Xbox and this game and what it represents. I think that you you hit the nail on the head with a couple of points there, which is critics hate it. And I think for good reason, critics hate it, or maybe hate's a strong word. Um, don't think it's very good. A five is not a great review, let's be honest. Um, and my review wasn't very positive either. There is, there's likable aspects, but overall, I don't think it's a great game. Um, I think that fans, Xbox fans, will dig their heels in and try and pretend to like this game. Um, and that's just not the case. One thing to really uh, set home as well, which is this is not a first party Microsoft studio that worked on this game. So this isn't one of the 14 studios that Xbox now own, um, unless I'm totally mistaken. But Sumo Digital worked on this, and another studio um, worked on this. So this isn't this isn't, and I really feel like this feels like a hangover from the previous Xbox. Obviously, it was shown that long ago. It was meant to be a launch title, um, and yeah, it, it it definitely doesn't. I don't think it reflects. Unfortunately, it does reflect badly on Xbox case and exclusive, but. I don't think that we should judge Xbox other games going forward because of this. This was definitely a game in a vacuum, which was a case of we've already put too much money into this. We've already put too much time into this. We've already put way too much into this to just cancel it like we did. I think we've learned that now with... um Jesus, um, Scalebound. Scalebound clearly wasn't coming along well, 
and wasn't and wasn't too far in that they could cancel it. Where Crackdown, I truly believe, was too far in where they're like, well, we've got something here. We might as well finish it, even if it does come with delays. It's more content for Game Pass users, and that is the play way to place. I personally think it is criminal that this game is being sold for sixty pound or sixty dollars, I should say, for you guys and whatever it is for us, forty or fifty. That it, that game, this game, at most should cost. 40 at most i think that's even a little bit too high in my opinion well that's an interesting uh little tidbit there because we're going to talk about a game here shortly that you just mm -hmm. got done playing or you're currently playing yeah that came out at that price point and maybe crackdown maybe should have looked at that model i also think they really looked at it as like this is going to be a game pass game so maybe it's on the 60 dollars, but we know 90 percent of the audience is only going to play it if it's game pass i would love to see who's truly buying this for $60 after all that we're hearing about what the game is and what people think about it. I don't think that'll be minimal sales in my mind. Yeah, it'd be very interesting to see what this sells, I'll be honest with you, especially if it's been panned now. Uh, let's jump into what's been in your box, though. Uh, like Mike was alluding to, I have had a chance to play Far Cry New Dawn, um, which is the new Ubisoft game. Um, where do I start with this? I've played... I've not played that much because I haven't had, I just hadn't had time. I was I was doing the crackdown review, and when you're a one man team and you get three huge games at one time, obviously I had to choose the Xbox game over the other two due to being uh, the host of my Xbox and me. Um, Far Cry New Dawn, from what I have played, is more Far Cry. Um, they have they are using the same map as Far Cry Five. There are very similar characters um, in Far Cry Five and some faces that you may know and like. Um, but what I like about Far Cry 5, uh, Far Cry New Dawn, sorry, um, from what I've played so far, is the fact that it is a twist and it is a take on something, but it does seem kind of cool. Um, it's more colourful. It has a little bit more of a explosive um, attitude about it. It's, it doesn't take itself serious from what I've played so far. I've not done much story, admittedly. Um, not that, that Far Cry games ever really take themselves serious. They're sort of always mixed between the two, but the colours in this game and... Um, I've, you, the first thing you get is a saw, uh, a saw launcher, which can bounce. If you shoot it at a wall, it bounces off the wall and chops people in half, and it can hit multiple people, that sort of thing. It really does go that extra mile so far from what I've played. Um, there's this cool companion character called Nana, who is a silent sniper. She's hilarious, and she's amazing, and she's talking about how you want to have sex with her, and it is just, it's, it's fun. It's fun. It's literally what you'd expect from Far Cry. Again, I do think that if you liked Far Cry 5, you will like Far Cry New Dawn from what I've played so far. Um, and if you didn't like Far Cry 5, you're not going to like Far Cry New Dawn because that is literally what it is um, with a little bit of a um, a different take on it. It takes place 17 years in the uh, future. Um, and yeah, it's you, they've got this new mechanic in the game where you have your, you have, uh, your home base. And your objective is to get ethanol, which is the currency in this world. And what you do with the ethanol is it builds up your base. And you've got all different uh, parts of your base that you're building up. I really like that in the game. Um, it adds something. It makes me feel like I'm progressing well, uh, even if I'm not doing story stuff. Like I said, I've done about four story missions. Played the game for around probably about six hours, I would say. Something like that. Um, 
and I've been doing side quests and treasure hunts and getting my companions. So I've got now, uh, I've got the dog, I've got the boar, I've got Nana, I've got a couple of others. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's more Far Cry. If you like Far Cry, you're going to like this at the end of the day. Uh, I can't give you a, a, a full review because I've not finished the game yet. But as soon as I do, I can uh, really talk on it. Any questions that you want to know, though, what I have played early on? No, I'm glad to hear that it's more of a fun take. It reminds me of Far Cry Blood Dragon, you know, jumping from such an intense game that was Far Cry 3, mm -hmm. where you're out there on the island with Voss, and it's kind of, you know, that survival horror. You're running around, you know he's on the backside of you trying to kill you, and then you jump into Blood Dragon where it's jokes, 80s and 90s parodies. You're out there shooting crazy animals with the crazy world. So it's nice to hear that maybe new dawn has taken that approach especially after five which was like hey you're with joseph seed and the whole family out there yeah. fighting in the middle of montana it's nice to have a little break have a good laugh especially with that kind of open world game mechanic that they've built for so long with far cry it's a great game it's a great base and you can have some fun you can play with it you can do different things i'm still hoping for that jurassic world one day but i like where we're going with that i know i won't play it I'm excited to see what the reception will be because we talked about it. You have three big games coming out pretty much this week between oh, this, Metro all the same Exodus, day. <laughs> down three and this. So it's like, yeah. what's everybody going to jump to? What's everybody talking about? Will Far Cry be the one? Will Metro be the one? We're kind of hearing Crackdown won't be the one. So which one does everybody jump into? Which well, would be exciting. From a, from a reviews perspective, if you look at it from a wide spectrum of other people's reviews, if you don't, you've taken my Xbox and me out of it, me and you, Mike. Um, the winner at the moment is Metro Exodus. It's that's so far as the game. I've not played it, um, so can't talk about it. And again, I'm reviewed until tomorrow anyway. If I had, but I've not had a chance to jump in yet. But um, like I said, I do have have it and i will make time to definitely play it i can't wait to play it on my 4k tv lights off and sit down and just go through this very meticulously i uh, loved what i played in the uh preview event that i played so can't wait to do that but um ign's gave uh metro exodus a five uh, 8.5 crackdown 3 has oh. got a five and far cry new dawn's got a 7.5 um the consensus at the moment on the review side of things is that far cry 5 doesn't do enough different from far cry oh sorry far cry new dawn doesn't do enough different from far cry 5 um to really allow it to be its own entity and really be so that's that so it's more far cry 5 um crackdown 3 you've heard my opinions on it now and if you haven't go check out my review fully um you know what you're getting there now and then metro exodus is really the one that is this single player story driven 4k beautiful world um with really cool gameplay um so at the moment it's seeming like metro exodus might be the winner of the three so it's yeah that i, I would have guessed that one i think a lot of people would have guessed that just from what you knew of far cry what you expected from metro and then of course crackdown that's the easy answer there for sure yeah so it's, yeah it's an interesting one it's definitely an interesting one but enough about me i know i've been playing all the new games and i've talked a lot so let me shut up for a second mike what you've been playing what you've been up to Fix, fix, fix. I've been nonstop playing. I got three big games that I've been playing. We might as well start off with the good one. Apex Legends has mm. taken over, Fix, mm. and I can't stop. I'm playing six to eight hours a night. Jeez. I'm staying up till 3 a.m. I'm waking up at 6 a.m. for work, and I'm not stopping until I get wins, wins, 
and more wins, okay? <laughs> this Battle Royale has done everything right. It's gotten every single step right, and it has not faltered in its first about 10 to 11 days since inception. Let me tell you what. This game is awesome. I know you've gotten your hands on it. I, I know have... 12 million players have gotten 25. their hands on it. 25, that's correct. 25 in 10 days. Yeah. So I know yeah. everybody and their mother has gotten their hands on it. And, man, the free-to-play model, you know, the stealth release launch, we kind of heard about it, but, like, truly to come out on a Monday, mm. drop it, have Dr. Disrespect, Ninja, Shroud, Shrouds. every big personality yep. you know playing this, yelling about it, talking about it, for you to then be able to get in with your squad of just three. A little bit light there, but I actually like that. Coming from so many Battle Royales where we would play it, duos, solos, squads, I kind of like the three right now. A little more than duos because you can have another friend, but a little less than the squad-based four because it always felt like there was a lot of gun action going on. When you play four-on-four four and more over there, you're kind of not counting every single person. So it's nice to have just a limit of three to be able to, like, there's one, there's two. Okay, find the final person. Let's go. Yeah. I like that. I like the 60-person map. feels fast. It doesn't feel too long. Nope. But at the same time, like, it feels like a good amount of time. It never feels like a PUBG where we're just kind of inching our way into the map. doesn't feel like Fortnite where I'm outgunned all the time. It's perfect right now. Love the hero-based characters as well with all their special abilities. The guns all seem tight. Uh, I love trying different guns. I love exploring the different areas. It reminds me of a Borderlands setting, yep. but with a much better graphic base. Mm -hmm. And, oh, let me tell you, Fix, I can't stop playing this. And you know I love getting wins. And you know I love Battle Royales. So me uh, so that's been my big one. Yeah, me and Chris have been asking, so we, we sort of we're, we're sort of in competition with you. We hate you, by the way, just so you're aware. Me and me and Crash hate you. Because like literally everyone comes in our Twitch chats and I was like, oh Mike this, Mike that. <laughs> so I've been talking mad shit about you on my on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash mcfixer. Um but yeah, because he's just like Dan only just keeps coming in. And he sucks anyway. He absolutely sucks. He's like, me and Mike did this, me and Mike did that. I'm like, shut up, Dan. No one likes you anyway um i love you dan really but um how many wins you at now we're currently at 16 wins 16. since monday when it released uh you'll probably see a video up on my twitter we went through a dry spell i don't think many people in the comments like any youtube or twitter comments <laughs> maybe didn't understand what i meant when we were on a 48 hour dry spell of losses yeah i think they thought i had never gotten a win or anything God, like yeah. that but it's like one of those, just like PUBG, Fortnite, Wait, uh, all is, the Battle Royale games. Is this Tell the me. clip that did like 16k views? Uh, it's at 32,000 views right now. Sorry, humble brag. Much <laughs> Jesus <laughs> crumbs. Got him. Um, but it's like one of those, when you start losing, right, and you get in that losing streak, you're just fiending for a win. Yeah. You're tryharding. You're sweating. Yep. You're kind of being mean to your teammates because it just <laughs> doesn't feel right. And especially coming from somebody like me and Fix, we're not professionals. Nope. We're not that great. Nope. We're just average Joes. Yep. If I get one win a night, I'm super ecstatic, yep. right? And so to go two days without winning, it's like, everybody's on edge i'm yelling at kevin i'm uptight that we keep losing <laughs> and to finally get the win after too long it was like six hours into the stream it's 12 30 at night and we finally win yeah. it felt so good and i think that's what gets me every single time is 
every battle royale that we've ever played, we always talk about it. It's new. It's different every single game because you can do a variety of things. And it just comes down to those final moments of, did you take a left? Did you take a right? Yep. Were you able to shoot that guy where you needed to? Did you not shoot that guy? Now they have the advantage on you. Every time it's fresh and new. And, man, this game is so perfect, especially – and what I would say is it was kind of a lull in Battle Royales. You know, Call of Duty had been out for some time. It hadn't been really doing that much on the content side, pushing that. Fortnite was still dominant. They just had a Marshmallow concert last week that tried to get people to go in there and hang out. Yeah. PUBG is still around just doing PUBG things, not really doing much of anything. Mm -hmm. And you were kind of saying, man, I... I need something new. I need something fresh. And this game, to stealth release on a Monday, be free to play, have this business model just like Fortnite where you can spend real-world money for, like, cosmetic items. You were in, and this game has taken over the world. I'm super excited about it. I can't wait to see how long this ride lasts and who will be next. Of course, we still have Battlefield Five on the horizon here oh. later this spring that has their Ring of Fire battle royale coming up so we haven't heard much from them they were supposed to do this in march which is right around the corner from my clock you know <laughs> so we'll see what happens here but apex legends has taken over my entire life and i am pumped up about it fix good i'm glad you're liking it yeah i got another win last night um played with crash i'm up to three three wins now um are you getting carried i gotta ask like are you actually good or are you getting carried my first week, I was getting carried every single time. Zero kills, one kill okay. carried, right? And so this is what I do now, Fix. For the past four days, all I've been doing is forcing my team to land in Skulltown, a.k.a. the Fortnite of Apex Legends. Oh, yeah. So now I'm just working on my gun game. The moment we drop, I look for two guns, one gun, and I yell at my team, go hunt these people down. Yeah. We run over to them. We start shooting, and that works on the game mechanic, right? It feels much different than a PUBG where it's like, you would land and you might not see anybody for quite some time. Or you would Unless land. Unless you jump at school. I was just going to say, or you land in school. <laughs> it's just your mayhem, right? At least in here, I feel like when I jump, yeah. there's two to three squads in Skulltown. We start shooting. I'm working on my finger shots and I'm working on my stick skills. And all of a sudden, now look at me. I'm out there getting four to five kills a game and I'm crushing it. So that's what it took was the extra practice the knights to say hey we might not go for a win but that early game that's where we're going to push the envelope right now and be aggressive fair enough i mean that makes sense um anything yeah. else you've been playing i know, I know oh my gosh i got two more games so quick one kingdom hearts 3 okay you know, okay you started know, it. i had never played kingdom hearts before just similar felt like final fantasy 15 where i'd never played a final fantasy and i said you know what i'm gonna try this series out it seems like now's the moment They've worked on the game mechanics. It's appealing to a wider audience. This is for me now. And so with all the IPs, all the properties that they had, why did I, how could I not jump into it? And so I've played four and a half hours of it, and I love it. Oh. I think it is super fun, super cute. The fighting mechanic is very similar to Final Fantasy XV with the smash melee, smash melee, smash melee, and then a couple magic attacks when you want. They have these cool attraction, super special attacks, which are super fun. All of a sudden, you're on a pirate ship. You're on a carousel. You're on a water coaster from Disneyland. Those are cool. Goofy, Mickey, Donald, a couple other guys' names I don't know that look like Final Fantasy characters are in it. It's a fun <laughs> time. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited to go back into more 
Kingdom Hearts 3 for sure. So I, I would say that was a cool experience, and I would recommend people checking it out. If they're on the fence, take the leap over in Snowbike Mike's terms there. Okay. okay. And finally, you're going to enjoy this one. I've officially beaten Leon's campaign ah! in Resident ah! Evil 2. Ah! You did it. You did. How long? How long? First run. How long? Six to eight hours. I got a B on it. B. Forty-two okay. staves. Not bad. Not Forty-two bad. saves. Jesus well, Christ! I didn't, know, I didn't know saves like counted. Like, I'm just saving any moment I get. I see the I'm like save, 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 save. And man, it was so cool to go from the police station, right? And that's like we'll call it the halfway point. That moment where you change the scenery. There might not actually be halfway, but like that's the moment where you're like, okay, I beat the police station. Where do we go to next? Yeah, yeah. You go down into the sewer, and that's when I was like, okay, like, am I going to stick with this? Because you're kind of fighting the sewer monsters. You have minimal ammo. It's very tight quarters to try to get past crocodile. them. Crocodile? And Crocodile was super cool. Uh, I would like to see them. That's the OG. Like seen that extended. No, that they couldn't. Cool. They couldn't. It doesn't work in this world. Like, so you in yeah. the in the OG game, it is extended, but it makes sense because oh. that game's all campy and weird. In this real life, real world game, the crocodile didn't need to be in this game. Period. Like, <laughs> it doesn't actually make sense in Resident Evil lore for it to be in there. That's why, like, they sort of allude to that. Like, you didn't say there'd be mutant the monster like uh, animals, and she's like, oh yeah, sorry. Like, it's sort of like a one-off thing that was totally for people like me that have loved the game for a while but yeah sorry carry on i'm just resident evil i start geeking no, I, out <laughs> only like you said the alligator was super interesting and like, to have yeah. that just small moment with it it felt right but like for me it was like i like the alligator i like the mm. zombie alligator idea we could have made that something bigger like a dark souls boss fight <laughs> but it was cool just like blow that thing up let's keep moving right and so like i said you're in the sewers it's kind of tight and i'm thinking to myself i'm like how much longer do I have? I thought I was at the halfway point. I thought I only had a little bit longer. And it was kind of tight. You're getting lost in these corridors. You're going up. You're going down. You're going around. Much like it was like take the police station and make it just a little bit bigger to the point where you feel like you're actually getting lost. Yeah. In the police station, I felt like I could tell it from the back of my hand where I needed to go. Mm -hmm. And so I was getting lost in there. And I finally make it down to the nest. And the moment that you and Ada Wong get in that transport train, it's like, oh, snap, I'm part of the Resident Evil movies now. Like, that's <laughs> what I remember from the movies. And we get down to the I nest. You. you walk into the <laughs> umbrella thing. It's all white with the splash of red umbrella logo yeah. on there. And you're like, this is the Resident Evil that I know. This is the Resident Evil that I want to be a part of. And here's the one. I The Predator vine monsters the predator zombies oh yeah 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 Yeah, i thought that was like that's like the alligator for me like that they didn't need to be in there forget those things you know see but they actually make sense <laughs> <laughs> they were pretty interesting but then, to be and... fair they're not to, they, what they did in this game so in the previous games they were actual plants in this game then they're, they're actual humans that have mutated in so that actually makes a little bit more again this game does such a great job of making more sense than the previous but yeah i get what you mean Oh, it was so cool. And like, that was like an added element of like going into that little, you know, I don't, I don't know what you'd call it. The little plant room and yeah, running yeah, around the in room, there. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to go, we're going to go into full spoilers. Not like I haven't been spoiling everything oh, for you. Yeah, you have already played this yeah, by now. It's so great. I mean, it's a but, remake. If you've never heard of this game, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but man, to finally get down into the nest 
And there I am. I'm thinking I'm safe. And then, of course, that guy, William, drops down. And I'm like, William, <laughs> you and I have fought way too much. You've got to get out of my life to go into his boss battle where you're literally – it's tight quarters. You have no idea what you're doing. I was supposed – I feel like I was supposed to have a flamethrower and a mag gun, which I never had because they're giving me flamethrower pieces. I'm like – I don't know what these are, nor do I care. Like, let's keep going. I'm just pistoling him. I'm shotgunning him until he goes down. And so you defeat him, and you're feeling on top of the world, right? Like, yeah, I did it. His wife's like, don't you trust that hot Asian lady? I'm like, I'm going to trust this hot Asian lady. She's my new girlfriend. And so I walk out. We got the scene. And then, sure enough, who shows up? Colossus himself, Mr. X, going to give it to you. Still chasing me. I'm like, this guy has got to stop in that final elevator scene of you and him doing the dance. He's chasing yeah. you. You're freaking out because he's becoming William all of a sudden. <laughs> You're like, what is wrong with this guy? And then to have the bazooka, that was a great way to end it. And now the best part is when you finish that, as somebody like me who's never played it, right, the moment that you see it, when you jump on the train and there's Claire and she's got a kid with her, the first words out of my mouth is like, where did you get this kid? Like, where does this kid come from? What are you doing? Yeah. So now I have to play her campaign. Yeah. I, um, I don't know if you, did you listen to last week's episode? I told you, no. Last I did watch. Week, okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh -huh. I beat the game in an hour and a half. I beat the whole, uh, oh yeah. oh, the whole of Leon's that. campaign in an hour and a half, which was ridiculous. Um, and tomorrow, I know I'm not going to get to play it tomorrow, uh, but you've got the, the full Survivor stuff coming out. So the what-if scenarios will come out tomorrow. So you've got all that free content coming. Uh, you've got the 90s um, pixelated um, theme, so you can play as the old characters. So me, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm ready to play Resident Evil 2 again, I guess. So no looking, looking forward to that. Looking forward to oh, that. Oh, man, I can't wait. I want you to do another speedrun where we all can watch you, because that's killer, Well, I did. Man. I, did it on awesome. I did it on stream. I did it on Twitch. Uh, I know yeah, you did, yeah. but like, I want you to do it again. Improve, <laughs> get better. Dude, I'm not beating that hour and a half. There's, I, I probably could. I probably could, but not by much. Like, the world record at the moment is 50... I've been watching a ton of speedruns. I watch them like all the time now. Um, but I think it's 58 minutes is the, is the speedrun. And I did an hour and a half. Like considering that 58 minutes is the is the, the top, top. That's, that's not good. bad. Yeah. That's not bad, I don't think. I can probably get it down to maybe an hour and... If I really optimized my run and really looked at it and like... I could probably get it down to about an hour and... Probably an hour maybe. Knock off half an hour maybe. 27 minutes. Maybe, but I'd have to really, I'd have to really train. <laughs> I'd have to That's really, awesome. really train, but we'll see. You know, one of my favorite things with these new games or any game in general, I like watching the speedrunning community because then I find out like where the paths are. Yeah. For example, is I always watch Dark Souls speedrunners to know like, okay, this is how you get to area number two because you get lost in uh -huh. Dark Souls. It doesn't really tell you where you're supposed to go. And so like to watch a speedrunner do that, go to area number three so you can follow his path is so helpful so awesome and then you know now i have to tune into somebody's claire speed run so i can see what i gotta do there that would be sweet don't do it until you've played it the first time though because the only problem is once you've done watch the speed run it takes all the scariness and all the fear away from the game so now resident evil 2 to me is not scary like the og ones are not scary once you know it it takes all of that that scariness and worriness away from the game, which is a shame, but um, it had to be done. I'm going for the thousand G on this one. I think, I think I'm gonna. Let's do it. Let's get into the news, but before that, let's talk about our Patreon producer, Mike 
Lynch. Matt, thank you very much for supporting the show. This only happens because of you, so thank you. Mike, the other Mike, has got himself a girlfriend. I don't like it. I see him on Instagram, and Division 2's coming, and we all know that Mike Lynch is my Division 2 buddy, so he better sure he'll be there to play with me. So his girlfriend better take a back seat, alright? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Let's get into the news. Not much news this week, which is probably a good thing, um, because we've talked for about all these other games. First piece of news, Xbox Game Pass uh, gen uh, generally increases player base for new and old games. Microsoft has revealed some interesting statistics about its Game Pass subscription service, Xbox Game Pass, including, now, uh, sorry, including how it helps grow player bases and franchise sales. Which is what we've always spoke about, Mike. Um, the Xbox Game Pass is great. Obviously, it gets the games in more hands of people. But people actually generally stick around. And people generally buy the games because they're suggesting it to their friends. They go pick it up and stuff like that, which is really interesting. Uh, in an article published by the Sydney Morning Herald, head of the planning of Xbox Game Pass, Matt Percy, claimed that players, t uh, players spend... Sorry, players' time spent in games generally increase by 20% once they've joined Xbox Game Pass, and an individual games increase playtime by 40%. Quote, People are drawn to the biggest brands and the stuff they know, but with Game Pass, we're really giving them a wider taste and getting people to follow or look at a wider variety of franchises, said Percy. People might come for Halo, but then discover they love Ashen. That's a really good thing for us as a platform. Big name titles uh, get put into Xbox Game Pass, and they go on to sell a couple of bit other bits here. This is just all stuff we knew, Mike, but it's nice to see that it generally actually works which is kind of cool. Um, it's definitely helped with me. Like, I've written, I feel like games like Forza Horizon, stuff like that, if people have watched me play it, and they're like, oh, I'm going to pick that up as well, or they go buy Game Pass, which at the end of the day, more players, which keeps the game alive for longer. But it's nice that it's actually working. I feel like it's something that me and you may say, because we see more things happen on our friends list, but it, we don't know how it actually affects the expo Xbox ecosystem. Now we actually do. By 40% on single individual games. And by 20% once they join Game Pass. Which is really interesting. Yeah, no doubt about it, Fix. I mean, the article states it perfectly. Of like, we sell you on the big titles, right? For this small price, you're going to get Halo. You're going to get Forza. You're going to get the first party Microsoft games that everybody loves, right? Gears of War. All these things that make you jump out of your seat like, whoa, really? I can get the big Xbox games? But then on top of that, once you're in and you see the library, all of a sudden you're downloading Ashen. You're downloading Absolver. You're downloading aftershock after charge you're downloading all these games that you might not have ever touched you would have said for a 20 dollars price tag there's no way i'm ever gonna play this game i'm not interested in it yep. but once you get that game pass and you see the large library and you just start clicking on tiles to download you're hooked and you're in i can't tell you just like fixer said how many games that would never be on my radar that i just jumped into because of game pass and that's because they have such the big titles there to sell everybody i think there's a sale right now for like two months for two dollars to yeah. get into so it's like this is the thing that's like oh you want all the halos you want all the gears of war two dollars will get you that for two months and then look at the backlog on top of that there's so many more games they're doing a phenomenal job with this and it'll be interesting to see if their competitors with playstation and nintendo ever do something similar like this on this kind of a scale i know they've tried it but like 
to this scale where they're pushing it to the mass audience. This is huge. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it will or will not, but we will see, I guess. It's one of those where Nintendo have got the Nintendo online and then everyone else has got everything else. It's, it's, a, it's a strange one. It's like, we'll see. We'll see. Next one, quick piece of news, which is THQ Nordic buys Kingdom Come Deliverance Studio. Uh, THQ Nordic has bought another studio. This time, it's the Kingdom Come Deliverance uh, Studio, Warhouse Studios. Uh, they were purchased for f- uh, thirty-three million uh, million euros in an all-cash deal, according to GameIndustry.biz. So, THQ out there again, Mike, buying more studios. What are they up to, dude? becoming a superpower before our <laughs> eyes you know it's like it's these quiet steps of buying these different studios acquiring these ips that you kind of know and love but are on the back burner because you haven't seen them in so long and it's only a matter of time until you put this plan into action you execute what you wanted all this to be so i hope for thq nordic side that this is all going to pan out in the long run they got some great games some great studios and let's see what they can create but man you can't keep buying things until you start releasing big time titles (laughs) and get it sold on the name and the brand is what i start to worry about yep we will certainly see i mean kingdom come deliverance sold like two million uh copies if i remember the press release earlier it says it in here two million um which is a very good number for a game of this like this so i'm interested if we get a number two i know dlc just dropped for it i don't know we'll have to wait and see i guess Next up, Call of Duty 2019 will feature a a campaign. Activision established that 2019's Call of Duty will feature a campaign. The news comes via Activision Blizzard's latest uh, uh, quarterly earnings call during which the publisher confirmed it was sacking approximately 8% of its employees. Uh, The new Activision president, Rob Koschke, explained that 2019's Call of Duty is set to feature an entirely new campaign, a huge and expansive multiplayer world, and some fun co-op gameplay. Do you care about Call of Duty anymore? You've now got Apex Legends, you've got Fortnite, you've got all these other games, you've got Anthem, you've got Division. Mike, are you going to be getting Call of Duty 2019? And if so, are you even going to touch the single player? Snowbike Mike personally will not get Call of Duty 2019, not because it has a campaign, not because of its multiplayer, not because of its zombies co-op probably is what that is. I was sold on Battle Royale, which I truly think this Battle Royale is great. It's, you know, Call of Duty Battle Royale, which is perfect. The only thing is it's being outshined by free-to-play games that cost a barrier of $60. Definitely puts you now behind the pack on these games that people now know and love for free. I think that Call of Duty, that Battle Royale, you're probably not seeing it in there, will last a lot longer. They're going to put time and effort into keeping this going. Mm-hmm. When will it turn free-to-play? When will they turn on more microtransactions to try to drive more money into that sector will definitely be something we're going to talk about in the future. But for me, I think Call of Duty will do fine, and it always does fine because they have such a tight multiplayer when it comes to that five-on-five 
multiplayer capture the flag, team deathmatch, search and destroy. That is the multiplayer shooter that everybody flocks to no matter what. It's bigger than Halo. It's bigger than uh, Battlefield. It is the biggest multiplayer shooter game on the planet, no matter what, no ifs, ands, or buts. And everybody every year will come to that, regardless of if there's a campaign, if there's zombies. It's the multiplayer that sells people on this. But for me, as somebody who's into Battle Royales, that's not good at the multiplayer, that doesn't care about their single-player story, it's not going to sell me at all. Yeah, it's a shame. It's definitely a shame, but we'll see. I'm not. I'm really not interested in Call of Duty. Um, Active uh, Activision, sorry. Um, Anthem, Division, Apex Legends, and a bunch of good single player games. That is going to be me this year. I feel like. Next up, and the last story, the Division 2 open beta date has been announced. Uh, You will be able to play the Division 2 open beta from March 1st to March 4th uh, on all platforms. And there you go. So, if you didn't get a chance to play it, I know me and Mike did. Um, we spoke about it last week. Um, but yeah, jump in, check it out. It's more division, which again, betas are so hard for those type of games because you don't get to keep your your progression and stuff like that. I had fun playing it with you, um, but I'm 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 in anthem mode now. It comes out tomorrow, three o'clock in the afternoon for me. I can't wait. So that's where my head's at right now. But Division, go check it out. First of the fourth of March. Anything to add there? No, I think the the beta was fun, and like you said, it is tough to sell you on such a slice that you are playing. I mean, like it's there to get you kind of interested in it, but you're not starting from level one. You're not playing with all of your friends. It's a little bit smaller of a audience with that private beta. Maybe people had to pre-order it. People had to get friend codes for that. So you're not playing the true game and the experience of what you would once this is massively released. And so I think the beta did well. Uh, I'm excited to jump back into it. I had a lot of fun with the Anthem and Division 2 beta. I love these games, and I'm very excited to play more of it. Anthem coming out fully on Friday. I think that's going to take a lot of player base away from this beta here because Division doesn't come out for a whole nother month. So it's tough to be like, hey, I want to sink my time into this open beta that's nothing's going to carry over like Fix yeah. said when I could put all my time and effort into Anthem where it's like, hey, now we're running and gunning and everything's going to keep up with me now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, fix a sack. We do have emails. I've just deleted them out. I've got to run. We are recording late and that. Um, but thank you all for the emails. I need more though because we got two from Little Smitty. Don't think I forgot, y'all. We've got one about controllers and we've got one about Resident Evil Two. But we will answer that on next week's show. Email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail I don't know how many times I have to say this. We've only got two emails from the same person. Email in my Xbox and me podcast at gmail.com mike what is that that's a controller that we're going to talk about next week from our viewer email tease plug 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 let's get ourselves out of here we got to plug this week mike what is going on everybody it's your boy snowbike mike you can catch me live streaming on twitch.tv slash snowbike mike you can catch some of the vod's and all the fun on youtube.com slash snowbike mike gaming and of course check me out on my social media platforms instagram and twitter at snowbike mike
Yeah, me too. You know, twitch.tv slash mcfixer. <laughs> um, uh, the one thing I want to do, want to promote, is my new podcast. It's called From the Gamers, hosted by myself, and Crash seems to keep creeping on every week somehow. Um, definitely check it out. We talk about all things, not just Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and stuff like that. Obviously, the Direct just happened, so definitely would love it if you guys check that out. It's on my YouTube channel, or you can get it on podcast services of your choice. Um, remember, if you have Twitch Prime, you have Amazon Prime. I see a lot of people out there like i already support you with twitch prime i'm like no you don't motherfucker because you have to do it every 30 days so remember if you've got it and you think you're giving it to me go check because you might not be and if you ain't giving it to this guy you give it to that guy simple as uh until next week i will love you leave you see you all later mike thank you very much sir goodbye